0: Hey, my friends, welcome to another mini-series. Now, today, we are talking about repairing the relationship with your body, and really we're focusing in on body image and body shame. And if you read my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, this is going to coincide with chapter one, which is titled, Neon Bikinis and Cellulite. (laughs) That's right. And I actually talk about a story about where I wore a neon bikini with cellulite and, yeah, just... My original image of myself in that moment, and how I challenged myself to try to see myself in a new way and cling to confidence and love myself and my body for exactly how it was. So, you're gonna have to read the chapter to get all those details, but I wanna talk about this today with you guys because, yeah, this is a dating podcast. But guess what? How you see yourself and how you see your body and your appearance will affect how you end up showing up in your dating relationships. If you're anything like me, your internal dialogue might be swirling with thoughts that sound like, okay, well, Kate, like I want to learn to love myself and my body for what it is. I actually really do. But for whatever reason, I just feel like I can't. I feel like there's a block. I feel like there's so many things that are trying to dictate what I should like and not like about my body. So how do I actually go about loving this vessel that I've learned to hate for a really long time? You guys, that's the question underneath all of it. That's probably something that you might be thinking right now or that you've thought before. How do you repair the relationship with your body, especially if it's been years on end of body hatred and body shame? The reality is there are probably a lot of layers of body shame that have piled up in your life. It's not just one event that makes us not really love or like our bodies. It is piled through time, and it all leads to the view that we have of ourselves today. And to be very honest, a lot of the relationships that we have with our bodies are very conditional. We love our bodies if we're this weight. We love our bodies if we don't feel bloated. We love our bodies if we're working out and seeing results. We love our bodies if you know they function exactly how they're supposed to 100% of the time. <laughs> we just don't have a lot of grace for ourselves and our bodies specifically, and they are beautiful, sacred vessels. We have to be really honest. Sometimes we're like our own worst bullies when it comes to our bodies and what we see about our bodies. And I talk about this in chapter one of my book, but I'll be really frank, you guys. I had actually developed some pretty toxic body shaming habits throughout the course of my life. One habit that I had really started was back in my days of New York City when I lived there and I was working in fashion. It was at a time in my life where I was working so much that the stress and the exhaustion had eventually caught up with me. And it all led to a slew of unfortunate health complications. And some of those complications led to things like fatigue and brain fog and having a constant feeling of being sick and even weight fluctuations. Now, of all those things, the weight fluctuations hit me the worst because nothing else was changing my diet or routine, but my body was changing, though my weight was changing. And in that time, I became cripplingly aware of my body changes And I started to feel hatred towards my body and towards the new pounds that were suddenly appearing on different parts of my body. So I want to talk for a second about the habits that I formed, because unless we are really honest to goodness real about the habits we have when it comes to how we see our body and how we're shaming our bodies, then we can never actually repair the relationship with our body. It is a relationship. Your body is a vessel. It's a relationship. So one of the habits is I got in the habit of waking up every morning, lifting my shirt, And analyzing myself from the front and then the side and judging what I saw compared to previous days, especially if I was bloated, I'd be like, oh, and you know, just insert all of those negative thoughts about yourself. Like you're not good enough. You're not skinny enough. You have to eat less today so that you can be less bloated tomorrow, which oftentimes had the, like a different effect on my body. It actually just contributed to it. It's so funny how that works. So that was one habit. Another habit I formed is that sometimes I would actually isolate and I would avoid going out to group events if I felt that I was too bloated. And why did I do that? Because I didn't want to risk being seen. And I especially didn't want to take the risk of being in photos where my face or body was puffier or inflamed because I didn't want people seeing that. I didn't want that image out in the world of myself. Like I couldn't bear for people to see me like that. Another toxic habit that I formed was what I call the art of quote unquote Photoshopping. However, I didn't really use Photoshop, (laughs) but I found other ways to hack the system. I was at that time a fashion blogger and I took tons of photos and I posted them on Instagram and on my blog. And as my body started to change, I just did not want other people to see what I saw publicly. I was like, maybe I could conceal this and maybe this can all be like just between me and my body until it fixes itself out. So through extensive Googling and watching a lot of YouTube videos, I kind of figured out a sneaky way to make simple edits to photographs, things that were maybe barely noticeable to other people, but they were just enough to make sure that my face and my body shape looked slightly more toned and chiseled than they were actually appearing in real life. But making these slight changes led me to being obsessed over making the changes on these photos that I was presenting to the world all of the time. It became something I couldn't live without. I couldn't post a picture to my blog or my Instagram without checking all my angles and making sure they looked very presentable, at least in my own eyes, right? Another bad habit is I started to excessively work out, which ironically had the opposite effect on my body than I wanted it to, because by excessively working out and waking up earlier and not getting enough sleep, I actually started getting more inflamed than I was before, which meant I was more bloated, which meant I had more pounds. And so I was even more frustrated, adding more fuel to the fire. I also restricted my food and I felt stressed out anytime I ate something that wasn't perfectly clean. And it's, it was almost like this habitual, like, I wanted to eat it, so I would. And then I would feel shame and start shaming myself. You shouldn't have eaten that. You shouldn't have done that. And it was this terrible, endless cycle. I also started wearing a lot of makeup and contouring my face to perfect this perfect version of myself. So it would make me look even skinnier, more perfect, a quote unquote, you know, to other people. So those are just some of the habits I formed during that season of my life, and they were all habits to hide, conceal, and morph my body, which inadvertently also fed the overwhelming insecurity and body shame that was bubbling under the surface and crippling me from freedom and ultimately from love and truly loving myself. Can you relate to any of this? My question for you is, what have you done to hide your body or morph your body Maybe another way to ask that is, what habits have you formed to cope with how you see your body? What are you looking and doing those things to get from others or to hide from others? I just want you to be really real with yourself. This is a shame-free environment, but we need to ask these questions. Trust me, I just share this with you to let you know that you're not alone, that this is very real and the majority of people struggle with this. But we have to ask these questions because it is impacting our lives on a daily basis. So what negative thoughts right now do you believe about your body? What lies have you heard throughout your life that maybe affect how you see yourself? I say this quote in the book. I say, if we don't look at the patterns that have left us stuck under body shame, we won't be able to walk in our true beauty and live in the actual freedom of loving our bodies. Now, I wanna make a quick clarification here, okay? Some of the habits with our bodies may not be bad or toxic, right? It really comes to a level beneath that, which comes down to your motivation and your intention behind whatever habit you are forming as it relates to your body. So, for example, wearing makeup isn't inherently wrong or isn't a bad intent, doesn't have a bad intention. But you have to ask yourself what is my intention behind wearing this makeup? Is it because I want to portray a perfect outward facade? Am I contouring my face so that I appear a specific way? Is one of my worst fears somebody seeing me without makeup? Is that like a no-go? Would I never do that in my life? So what is your intention for wearing makeup? It's exciting. It's an art form. What is it? Just ask yourself, what is your intention truly? Now, working out isn't necessarily a bad intention either or a bad thing for your body. I would just again ask you, what is your intention? And has your working out become obsessive and compulsive? If you're working out because you feel good and healthy and it's maybe even some sort of self-care, then that's incredible. That's a great way to take care of your body. But are you working out to create a body that you believe you need to achieve some sort of standard that you are fixated on? Or are you working out because somebody spoke something over you and you are just trying to prove them wrong through addressing those things in your body? If you're doing it truly because it makes you feel good and you have good intentions, that's awesome. But do you berate yourself the days you can't make it to the gym because you like shame yourself like, you need to make it? Or is it like, oh, I didn't make it today. I want to make that a priority tomorrow because I feel better when I do a workout. It feels good and I feel more energized. I feel like I can sleep better. What is your intention? Another thing, a filter on Instagram isn't like from the devil, okay? But here's the deal. Are you attached to the filter? Can you never go without a filter? Do you hate how you look without a filter? Are you getting value from portraying a different version of yourself on the internet that other people see and double tap? The documentary, The Social Dilemma, reveals a younger girl who like takes all these pictures of herself and finally she decides to post one and it was like with an epic filter on it or big, you know, like very dramatic filter on it and she just doesn't get enough likes and she feels poorly about herself and it sends her into a dark pit. What is your intention? What are you looking to gain? There is a healthy way to treat our bodies well, to listen to our bodies, and to start repairing the relationship with your body. So today, the point of this Minnesota is to get you to start thinking, what are the ways in which I've been personally damaging my relationship with my body? What habits have I formed that maybe I need to check the intentions on? You guys, this is just some of the first steps to repairing the relationship with your body. And I'm telling you what, it is a lifelong journey. I know that in COVID, we've gained weight. Things have happened. We haven't been going into the gym as much. And that may feel hard. I know that's been really hard for me. And that's a real thing. But it is also good in a way because it's revealing some of the idols that we've had, some of our attachment to processes. And a lot of times it's it can possibly reveal that the love that we have for ourselves and for our bodies is conditional. We only love it if gyms are open and we're able to work out all the time. We only love it if we're at a certain weight. We only love it if our muscle or our abs look a very specific way. What has led you to where you are today? Think about it, examine it, and start repairing it. I talk way more about this in chapter one of my book that I hope you guys will read, but Yeah, this is my hope and my prayer for you. As I walk alongside of you with this, I want you to know that our bodies are amazing, you guys. And I just wonder, what if we peered behind the outer appearance we're trying to present to the world and saw that what we really want underneath it all is just a sense of belonging, acceptance, love, and connection. And if that's really our needs, how can we meet those needs? How can we start filling those voids in our life with our time with God, with rich, deep community? How can we do that for ourselves? I just want you to know you're not alone. I haven't met a soul on the planet that hasn't struggled with body image and body shame. It's for real, you guys. The struggle is real, but we are in this together and you can repair the relationship with your body. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Uh, I hope this is fun and encouraging. I want to invite you to check out my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me. You can pre-order it right now. It comes out February 16th. I have a bunch of awesome pre-order bonuses. You can get chapter five of my book right now. It's called The Ugly Cry. It's all about heartbreak. And then you could also get a five-part series that I created about rejection and what to do if you've been rejected recently, whether it's through a heartbreak or through a friend or through a job, whatever it is these five steps are going to help you right now deal with that rejection. So I created this because it's actually something that I use. These steps are the exact steps I took in the wake of the last rejection that I went through and they really helped me. So I hope that series blesses you. If you want to get it, go to tyfrm.com. All right, y'all. So thankful for you. See you next week.